It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Dropping this time. Trevor looking. Fires deep down. Got a man wide open. They don't. That gives the cook coming around the left side, outrunning a Landon Roberts to the end zone. Now we're cooking with gas. James Cook with a 12-yard touchdown run. Buffalo up 13-0 with 5:07 left in this first quarter. Jones takes the snap, handoff Barkley, hit and dives ahead. And is touchdown. he in for the touchdown? Yes, touchdown Saquon Barkley. And the Giants have the lead with 7:47 to go. In the ball game. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. Bengals. Woo. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benny, Andrew Rogers back with you. I have no sound coming through my headphones right now. Really? I'm like struggling z- over here. Like zip, zilch, nada? Like nada. I'm messing with the wire. and Shane, what's up with my guy, man? We- oh, I can- if I hold the wire right here, I can kind of hear you. Hey, so you have, is it, Jim- <laughs> is it Jimmy or Jerry? I think it's it Jimmy. G- this Jim- looks great right here. You want to put that like, could, it, could I? Can you, you, st- <laughs> can you stuff how about, it? How about that? That works good. I can hear you now. We're back. Just Look, nobody move. Hey, nobody move. It's why did, Monday. Why did this little dude come over here and watch us? Because like, he knew. He like, knew, like, like hey, what, I can solve this hey, issue. What do you want in your little beanie over there, Mr. Lancer's Hockey? Shaner, good morning. How was the weekend? It was good. I was just watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think he my, was asking me. My man is something else, man. It was good. I think I just. Hey, Shane. Real quick, since I know you can't really answer out loud, was that sweatshirt a gift or did you go get that from uh, the thrift store? I got it from the thrift store. How much? Uh, four bucks. Four bucks. Lancer's Hockey Hoodie, USHL for four bucks, Shane Schillerberg. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The he be- walked out of that store with his head held high. Well, my man is the best, won. the best shopper in the continental U.S. If you have any fashion chi- tips – for my man, Shane Schillerberg, myself, AR, we are at 888-638-487. No, you're rocking Mavs hockey, man. OT or not, man, let's get it. Hey, I'll take wins all day, every day. And points, you like it, right? Against Duluth especially, both teams were receiving votes going in, and um, th- this was a matchup that I was talking about a little bit on Friday that I liked for the Ma- this Mavericks group because hey. they were playing collectively and playing well. Best sweaters in the conference? The ones that they wore on Friday, yes, the yes, alternate ones. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Hey, those gray with the Red Bull. Do you know how bad I wanted? To, I was. I wanted to ask Ted Carter. Hey, can I get that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Did you already text Adrian? Hey, don't, yeah, don't put it past me. Oh, I, yeah, we are, we got to Adrian the other day, right, for right. some gear. I, I, have to to go, I have to go pick that up. I talked to him at the game. Because I don't think he wants to put that in the mail. Adrian is a huge I'll, – I'll let you guess. He's a big beer guy, and the beer you get – or the beer that he likes you can only get in Wisconsin. Uh, that is um, Blotchy Utters. Spotted cow. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? Blotchy Utters. I, I, I like the blotchy one. He loves his spotted cow. So I'm like, I got to remember to bring you some. Because yeah. I have some at my place. Do you really? Mm-hmm. I feel it, like it, I, I can sell spotted cow on the black market. It, was, it, it would be extremely inappropriate, but. Uh, I believe Wisconsin is coming. They have been on the phone quite a bit. Maybe I could ask one of their staff to bring some mm. down with them. Hey, do you guys mind bringing yeah, down? Yeah, I, I think that'd be frowned upon. <laughs> hey, guys, listen. Uh, this is, doesn't have this doesn't have anything to do with my kid. But uh, what do you think about grabbing some spotted cow? Got an nil deal. <laughs> <laughs> what are we thinking? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. He well, said something funny the other day. Maybe about not for him. How about? Because he was reading about quarterbacks flipping because of allegedly a bad NIL deal. I think he's thinking Florida. I didn't ask him specifically. And then whatever happened or what people think happened with Rouse was interesting. And he said, I didn't know even how to take it. He's like, you know, Dad, he's, he said it's only three or four, you know, maybe five years of college. Like, is it really supposed to be about money? And in my head, like, the right side, I feel like Harvey Dent, right? Mm-hmm. The good side is like, yeah, man, that's how you got to kind of look at it. Handle your business. Count long nickels versus fast dimes, right? Just do that. But then the other half was, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a pretty short window. You may want to get what you can get without <laughs> right. throwing a fit, right? So it's just, it's just interesting, man, how this whole thing and the landscapes are Shaking out. I got into a fantastic conversation yesterday uh, watching youth games because I spent 80% of my weekend in a gym. Especially Saturday. The other 20 was probably with my mom, <laughs> right? But uh, and, and we were talking about this particular individual he coaches, and we were talking about NIL and college and, and playing time and what keeps guys happy and kind of the – the leveling of that, you know, opportunity in NIL versus, uh, you know, pre-NIL and just wanting to play. And so that being the driving catalyst and how money can kind of keep you at bay. I mean, it was fascinating. And he's a former college athlete. He's got, he's you know, he's got some offspring that are doing mm-hmm. the darn thing. And uh, it, I just like getting that perspective on, you know, it's like, cream cash rules everything around me right but it really doesn't at the end of the day if you want to win i think that's the moral of the story at least for me at least at the collegiate level so the warren academy visit was good a lot of a lot of i didn't i didn't yeah so i didn't go there but i was at my because micah played yesterday he had he had two games so i didn't go um to the warren academy but it was good to hear. Wow, we're all over the place. That's what this first big segment gives us. Well, there was they they a I I do like that a lot of people liked Murphy out of Elkhorn South D lineman because that's a guy on film that I like quite a bit, and he's a 2024 guy. Yeah, right yeah, around the, the corner. The D line, yeah. Well, we're current, right? Mm-hmm. That is true, I guess. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. 
<laughs> we are essentially there. So what Saturday for you, I mean, my weekend was essentially Omaha hockey and moving. <laughs> I'm in the process of a big move right now. Yeah. Um, we are making moves we, out here. We're making money moves. You, though, were all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Yeah, basketball, high school, uh, went to Metro Wrestling, then went out to Utica to watch Central City play Centennial. You did what, Ka? Yeah. So I stopped at a little spot called Hunter something or another in Waco, Nebraska. Good gizzards, by the way. Didn't quite get it. Population? What's well, small? Small. Nice sign, though. Well Hopefully, done. you're listening to us right well now. Well done. Well done. In big Waco, Waco, Nebraska. So I got. So I'm everything's on a, bigger in Nebraska. I've heard that. So, um, but from you know, I was asking. I was just messing with. I wasn't really messing with, but a lot of the folks that were in there eating, obviously, when I'm in Waco, Nebraska, and I stop at a place to. Hang out, get some grub. A lot, lot of, lot of, lot of people have some thoughts. A lot of questions. A lot of, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, it was, uh, it's a good spot, man. Centennial, the high school that's in Utica, fantastic gym. It's like got all glass and windows. The floor is great. And I was like, some big time gyms out here, man. I don't know if that's the the farming money, but so nice facility. Tax money. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure, right? You know, I, I'm I'm sure, but uh, did again, you did you look at your one block on the wall like I helped pay for that? <laughs> That's probably <laughs> what they do. That's pretty far from my tax base <laughs> revenue. But uh, so I, and it was and it was weird because I kind of kind of left uh, impromptu on Saturday to get to to take the trip. So I was watching the Jays game and. Um, then I put it on in the car, but my man, JB was so mad at the officials. One time he said he was, I'm like five minutes out of town and, and, and Bish goes, Oh, it's a foul. It's a foul on Providence. Imagine that. And I was like, wow. Well, you know, so, the, you know, the game got close at that point. So like the more hectic it got, I like, I, I just I piped it because you know I have YouTube TV mm-hmm. on my phone. And I just put it through the Bluetooth so I could see because my man was like losing his mind, and so uh, Jay's kind of rallied, withstood one. It was ugly, but hey, the first half was nice. Yeah, they again. So I'm. Are we getting into this? I guess we're getting into this. <laughs> we can go down it's, this rabbit hole. So what in the world? I want to know what his rotate, how he's going to settle in on a rotation the second half of this season, because Carabello first off the bench, and then we saw yeah. Mason can you come keep in, can you keep doing got that? Like thirty nine seconds. Can right? you can you keep having Farabello be the first off the bench? I, defensively, yeah. I mean, think Boy, about think about what he was able to accomplish not scoring the basketball. Yeah, right? and 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 Miller had to play a lot of those minutes because of foul trouble because of the whistles. Mm-hmm. Early on, but man, they are not a lot of punch off the bench when it comes to. I almost said generating buckets. revenue, but I mean just just buckets, right? right? Without 
when Kaluma and Sharman, when they went to the bench, it was just like, boy, what what in the world are we going to do? And then B-Hop finally got going, and Creighton couldn't get a, some key rebounds that that kept Providence in it. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, Creighton shooting free throws down the stretch is, is always. Trey Alexander, especially. So isn't his role interesting, like when you watch him? I so he really flourished, and I like him because I like – he's one of those guys, you know, like the whole running back thing that you say I gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. See, I like T.A. I like Trey Alexander because he does a lot of – does a lot of the little dirty work, right, where – Well, and he's not the big name. Like he's one Pushing of guys, five, but he's getting guys lined up, how he plays and defends ball screens, his activity. Even, you could even say Trey Alexander is probably the fifth one. If you described – them in order, how you would rank them based on how we talk about them, yeah. popularity, no, I agree. I would, skill. I, he would probably be five. I, and it's and it's kind of a travesty, right? Because he's kind of like the um, he's like the utility man. And remember the last third of the season, without him, they're not making that run. He had to move over mm-hmm. to the point, and Nemhart was hurt, and it's like, oh my gosh, Trey Alexander is amazing. And remember in preseason when he wasn't on a lot of the preseason list. Yeah, you know, people kind of felt some type of way, and, and we said yeah, he's just one of those guys you have to watch, right? Because he does so many little things, but a couple key shots uh, in the second half. He made his free throws, uh, took care of the basketball. Do you know how many turnovers Trey Alexander had? Zero, which is what I like to see in mm-hmm. hotly contested. I mean, that thing got to be fifty-four, fifty-four. You're th- out of nowhere. You're like. like I guess not out of nowhere. Well, kind it wasn't. The, the, Providence hit it was a few choppy. Threes, it was choppy, which allowed them to get back in. Yeah, but think about this too. Alexander played thirty-eight minutes yeah, in this game. He played a, the most amount of minutes on this team. Pretty, pretty underappreciated. Pretty, and it, and it was just weird because, and I understand a little bit of the foul trouble for Kaluma. I understand it a lot mm. actually. I, even though I didn't like the second, and he foul. was big down the stretch. Yeah, clutch, right. And I'm just looking at shot attempts. I think one thing that Creighton's got to do every time out, somehow Calk's got to get double-digit field goal attempts. I mean, he That's just gr- he just needs touches. He excellent. Everything excellent is co- everything is compromised once he touches the basketball. He gets if you're on defense down low it, and still finds a way. You know, he gets to four, toss something four, up four, four to six eyes. They missed him a couple of times on those those roll lobs, and I'm just like. We get, he needs more shot attempts because I just think he, he he just compromises you defensively. You have to give him attention, and he's hard to guard without fouling. <laughs> you know, like and a lot of that is just sheer size. He's just he's like just really hard to guard without versus fouling. strength. Yeah, yeah, and I mean if. They couldn't get the fourth foul on Hopkins. How long did he play with three fouls? I was like, all these whistles blowing, and none of them are on Hopkins. <laughs> but anyway, I, that he's a special player too. The transfer from Kentucky, yeah, really good player. Oh, he can go get it. He he can go get it. He, and he finished double digits in rebounds too, didn't he? He had a key yeah. offensive one that double double that 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 kept that kept them in it late. But it was a crazy weekend. For college basketball, did did Calipari momentarily quell the Texas rumors by beating Tennessee? Were you re- were you reading that stuff? The Cal to Texas. Everybody was saying that signs were in the seats. 
That, did you see that? Was it was it at Kentucky Everybody. or was it at a was it at a different I, I venue? There was somebody in the Kentucky like family section that held up a sign and got kicked out of a game. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I, this was like a, a couple of weeks ago. Did you see how intense he was in his interview? He's like putting his arms on. <laughs> He's like, yeah. hey, hey, listen. I'm like, boy, Cal is animated for this one, dude. Eleven ranked teams lost on Saturday. Oh, it's tough. Eleven. We go through it every First week. First time right? since 2011. We we go through it all the time, man. It doesn't pay to be ranked. Did we just have that segment a week or two mm-hmm. ago? Yeah, I yeah, feel like we have a lot of segments that get brought up ago. again. Yeah, it's like. Doesn't pay to be ranked. Mm-mm. And it didn't pay to be ranked. Doesn't pay to be first either. <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> Let's go to line one. Kim here to talk Creighton basketball. Kim, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Cream. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? Kim A. Very good. Very good. How are hey. you? How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Can we talk about Am I am I echoing? I'm sorry. No, you're no, good. No, you're good. Oh, okay. I I love Mason Miller. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's so, the That's the tweet. I love Mason Miller. Well, and I just there there's a you know and and it's kind of late in the season. You know, this bench was supposed to be phenomenal. And I know he knows what he's doing, but by he you mean coach Mack? Guys, yeah, coach Mack. Okay. But some of these guys, they're rhythm shooters. They're, I mean, at this point, there's there really is no bench. <laughs> hey, how would I you? I mean, Farabella's giving you a little. Kim, how would I, you like to be Frederick me. King? Remember how good Frederick King was two weeks ago without Crawford? I know. And now, like he, would he play two, three minutes Saturday? You know, da- Damon, you and I have had this conversation before. As a parent, it's like, oh, Frederick, I'm so sorry. You just, you know, I feel so bad for him, but yeah. he was getting eaten alive, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, the, the footwork and the, the pace of the game. I, yeah. I get it. Just a little yeah. youth. It's it's about it's about matchups, but I know one thing. If but, if if Coach Mack ever puts together like if he likes offenses where the four doesn't have to be stretchy, because I think they're at their best when right. their force their four man can shoot it. And somehow he can afford yeah. to play King and Kalkbrenner. They may struggle a little defensively. Yeah. But man, would that be tough on yeah. offense? That would. That be. would. But I still, I still want Mason Miller to get more minutes. He look. He and I know he, he looks the part. Right. He does, does look the part. He does. And I do know he's a. He. I feel like he's like 16 years old, and I know he's not 16 years old. <laughs> but I feel like it's. We need. We need. I don't know. I feel like I'm his mom, and I want to cuddle him and say, just keep, keep going. But at the same time, I mean, he got one really good basket, but then after that, but, I mean, how do they get better when they're only allowed to be on the floor until they make their first mistake? Yeah, it is a very <laughs> quick hook. Yeah, Matt gravitates yeah. to his starting yeah. five. Hey, Kim, what would you – so yeah. what, what, do you, what do you see going on? You're a body language person, right? What do you see going on with Nimhart? Yeah. I I don't. He sat a long time. For him, longer yeah. than he normally. Yeah, goes. for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, and you know Robbie Lula, right? Oh yeah. Damon? Yeah. Very well. <laughs> so Robbie Robbie said something really interesting this week. Sometimes your best five starting isn't necessarily your best team. Mm. 
Oh, I, I, would, complete, I would completely agree with that, too. I so, I mean, there were times when Trey looks like, you know, better running the team at points. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to throw that all on Nemart because Nemart's a I was almost cursed, but I'm not going to curse because Andrew's <laughs> young and he can't take it. Yep, I, I, I'll so. plug my ears. I'll take off my headset, then you can say it. <laughs> oh, Kim, Kim, little do you know, he is a potty mouth. Oh, come P on. P-O-T-T-Y. I mean, I have my sailor moments, but not, <laughs> not like DB's painting me out to be. <laughs> Kim, not like a Matt Versal. No. He cussed at me this weekend. You're not the sexiest people in the world, but you're not one of the most beautiful. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is an old. Hey, Shane <laughs> dug that one up. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You got a whole stable of those. Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, hey, we do. Damon. Yes. I for, I wanted to tell you this. I got a brand new puppy. Oh, what'd you, what'd you get? So, we got a mini Aussie doodle. Wow. Uh, uh, who? Yeah. An Aussie doodle. An Aussie doodle. A mini Aussie doodle. Yeah, not to be confused with the I'll Yankee send you. I'll, I'll tweet out a picture. Yeah, She's tweet, adorable. Tweet, tweet me a picture, Kim, <laughs> and enjoy your Monday. Be safe out there. <laughs> Yeah, you too. Thanks. Have a good Kim. day, guys. See ya. That's Kim, and uh, well, let's just say we're having fun on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, and listen, uh, the, the students aren't in buildings for the most part celebrating uh, the memorial of Martin Luther King Jr., so take your kiddos out, learn a little, study, mm -hmm. be like my Zoe, and say she learned about a guy that has skin like Dad, brown colored, she said. Mm. His hair was black. She thinks he was a queen, maybe a king. Not sure. She wanted to see pictures to validate. And uh, she just knew that he passed away. And he was born in t t Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> yes. That is learning according to Zoe. <laughs> so be like my four-year-old. Let's, 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 let's learn a little. An Aussie doodle, though. An, a mini Aussie doodle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Can't, can't forget the mini. <laughs> the mini Aussie. I, I wonder what one of those costs. Dogs, it's it well, is it's high, It is highway robbery mm -hmm. out here i mean i remember adopting my dog and it cost an arm and a leg yeah you know what i i'm like saving oh this really dog. that's a miniature aussie aussie doodle i think it's more that right there this one right yeah. here yeah oh that's kind of cute if they stay little super cute Do i don't know how little they stay but that's it is would small be the correct term I don't, I don't think, I don't think dogs really care about how we identify them. I'm just curious. People are a little more sensitive to that topic. Semantics? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, fudge. <laughs> well, it's, we're nomadic Mondays. That's exactly right around here. Uh, big show today. Big show. We haven't even talked NFL yet, so we will get to uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll talk to Gary Davenport, too, about the NFL. Is there uh, an officiating problem? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, at 7.45. Sam McEwen hops on at 8 o'clock. We'll talk with him about everything going on in the Husker program, including how the portal taketh and the portal giveth sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll talk Xavier Betts with McEwen as well. Um, I feel like we've been talking about that for like two we, weeks. We have been talking about it for at least a week. Uh, I don't care what anybody else says. We sparked that conversation. <laughs> we <What>? sparked it. <laughs> Get him, AR. I'm on it. I'm on it. And I have documentation. So I'm coming with facts to the table. Yeah. Who's my prosecuting attorney?
Yeah. Somebody, somebody out there helping. Sometimes me out. it's not always important to be first. No. You know what else I did this? What else I did this week? And I and I texted yesterday, the day before. Hey Shane, remember we got to get Mark Manning as well. Yes. By the way, talk a little. I'm wrestling. on it. Those guys watching them. Wrestling view. All in. This this group may be different. Mm-hmm. This group may be Versus different. And, the past. and Shane, by the way, Coach Mang looks fantastic. He's officially now the Silver Fox. Cody, hang on. We will bring you on the show after the break. But until then, stay with us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, happy to have you back with us here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. I'd be remiss if I didn't say happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to all of those listening out there that probably have the day off and are spending it with us, right? Yeah, well, I hope so. Our numbers have to be doubling right now because People woke up, not going to work, not going to school, and they're like, I'm turning on coffee and cream. Why wouldn't you? That should be every day. I mean, big signal. Shouldn't just hey, be. So, you know, okay. we're like alive and kicking out in the 308. Where is that? So, anything that's not 402 and 531. <laughs> oh, no, thanks. Code. <laughs> thanks. So, it's base, it starts in Grand Island. Okay. I know where Grand Island is. There you go. And uh, I'm halfway there. Yeah, because we had a couple of people at, at Utica were happy that we were on air. But then conversely, yesterday I was at the grocery store very quickly and the guy was in line behind me and he goes, man, I sure miss you on radio. When are you coming back? And I was like, oh, what's wrong with you? We've been <laughs> on for two weeks and all. So I think we have to. <laughs> We have to do it. I don't know if we just lost a fan. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. I was like, oh, but I said, oh, we started on 590. Oh, and that's what you said in your car. Yeah. <laughs> to yourself. Self, I said. <laughs> nah, he, he, was, he was cool, though. And I got a, I got a letter from a, a realty team that I didn't use or anything. I think just kind of a, a good egg. I won't say who it was. and. Open up the letter, and it's got this nice little blurb and a couple of old articles. And said, hey, you know, I really enjoy the fact you guys are back live local. I was like, oh, that's nice. So, I mean, word's getting out. Which is good, because we want to Don't you think? Yeah, it's good. (laughs) He gets so mad at me, Shane. Don't you think? (laughs) No, actually, which is bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for just, like. But if that's like me saying, like, if we had a guest on, like, hey, I've got a question Exactly. For you. Get him, Shane. It's like, oh, obviously, you have a question. We're talking to a guest. You're mad. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, let's change directions here. What do you want to do? Well, 
I was just talking about talking to people. I want to talk to Cody. He's on line one. He's here to talk wrestling, but I don't Sh- know if he's Shane, is this our Cody? It is Commander Cody, yes. Let's he's go. I, I saw this dude all weekend. Husker wrestling or Metro? He wrestling. could do either. Or either. Listen, he's going to blow your socks off. What's up, Cody? <laughs> what's going on? Cody, what's up, my man? Not much. It's good to see you Saturday, buddy. Well, good to, good to, good is that to who be. you ran into? Yeah, I talked we to Cody. Cody and I talked along the wall. They told us to move a couple of times because we were kind of in the way. Hey, <laughs> well, remember, that was Farmer Jim's tax like, dollars right out. there. What's that? Don't leave out the legend. It wasn't just us two. Yeah, it was Ryan. Ter- it was it was Ryan Terry's oh, fault. Yeah. It, Ryan. Tyson's okay. dad. So it was his fault because he had us down there in the corner. What's up, buddy? Um, Have you recovered? Talk about the best men's team in Lincoln. No, yeah they they are they are on a roll, man. And what they did yeah, the Northwestern yesterday. Weekend. Hey, how about that? How about take that? Take out number four. Take out number three. And you know the yeah. cool you know the cool thing about what seems different about these guys, Cody. How about how before Big Ten? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> how about their? What's the word I'm looking for? They seem to be more um, tenacity. They're more excitable. They there's energy. Yeah. Like this is an aggressive. Mm-hmm. kind of come at you style for this team and I Man, I mean how much of wrestling in a duel is a momentum and when you got Liam yeah. going out there well he set the tone right away yeah and then you can just build up off that because Brock Hardy he's taking out guys left and right listen I am uh I am cautiously optimistic now you got the big one coming up right oh yeah and uh, with with the Hawkeyes, I feel like everyone is big in the Big Ten. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Hey, Cody and I. But this, this isn't uh, this isn't the Hawkeyes for the last couple of years, though. No, I get it. But hey, I think I said this to you, or maybe I, it was off to the side when I was talking to Terry. But we think all these other sports have an officiating issue. How tough is it now with these cool. big, strong? explosive guys in wrestling. You see things that... Lenny Pinto could be a starting linebacker yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, well, you see him on those doubles? Like, yeah, you're, he's yeah. going to get you to the ground. Uh, but how would you like to be officiating collegiate wrestling? Especially now um, with we got uh, replay that's a factor. Although wrestling may do it better than anyone. Officials, I think that they depend on that replay. Listen, does wrestling... They, they have that to lay back on. Cody, does wrestling do replay better than anyone else? I think so. They're pretty good. I would hate to be an official in Carver Hawkeye Arena. <laughs> Dude, I, t- I told you that. Of all the things that happen on Iowa's campus, wrestling is by mm-hmm. far and away the probably the most exciting. Yeah, they they get after it there. They hey. can't sell out a basketball game, but they've sold out about 200 straight wrestling duels. <laughs> wow. Hey, they sent sounds a like, message. They sent like a, volleyball. They sent a message to the Terrapins yesterday. Hey, Cody, let me ask you real quick before we get you out of here. Um, yeah, are you surprised at the ease in which Tyson Terry pushed Jamison Kemp around the mat? No, Kemp is a beast. Uh, I mean, it's a Division One athlete he's throwing around. Uh, oh, I know, I know. Jamison's a heck of an athlete, but 
I mean, we're talking about a kid that hasn't lost in high school. Yeah. In a year and a half now. And I don't foresee I mean, com- It's not going to happen this year. In the country. Yeah, it's not going to probably happen this year either. Yeah, the only kid that can take him lives up in Brandon Valley, South Dakota, and he's out for the year. So it uh, he is awful explosive. Hey, and we're on, we're on the. And I appreciate the call, Cody. He Cody knows or as much about wrestling at all levels as anybody out there. He's everywhere. Well, you mentioned too. My man was on the Madden Lincoln Friday. On his on his stump- yesterday. Oh, still oh you're still on. <laughs> He's still on. Ta- taking pictures. And I could see him on I could see him on Twitter mm-hmm. like posting pictures real time because that's actually a facility that has good Wi Fi, unlike where I was on Saturday in high school gyms. It's different. It's different. Even Buena Vista, like Buena right? Bu- Bu- Vista, Buena Vista? Off of 60th and L, like that is like Fort Knoxian to get signals out on your phone. And he's taking all these pictures, and I was like, where is he? He has to have a fantastic vantage point in the arena. And my man was like two feet from the mat. <laughs> well, you mentioned, is there, what what did you say, the convenient or the difficulty of, replay and officiating how did you pose that question so is does college wrestling do replay better than anyone so i think they do um, it's usually fairly quick i'm not well versed into that but i will touch on this briefly how i I really enjoyed the replay without doing the replay in the nfl this weekend how like there were replays done and then calls were made seconds later because of a certain play. Do you know I thought what, that was cool. You know what's interesting though? Why is it that sometimes uh, we only got a couple minutes, so we got to get to Brian. Why is it only a couple of times we can't get the right replay angle we want on like a controversial play? It's like hearing God. <laughs> we only get like one look at it. It's also what they see in the stadium too. Because I'm like, people were freaking. I'm out like, are we and- just not going to get a different angle of that foot, or is that it? <laughs> And a lot of times, man, that's it. They just keep it pushing. Right. Minute 48 left. Let's get to Brian here quickly. Brian, you're on the show. We got a minute 44. What's up? What's going on, fellas? Hi, B. You nervous? Hey. <laughs> hey, am I nervous? But this, this is actually, this year I'm not as nervous as I've been in the past. Okay. I'm not as nervous as I've been in the past. I'm more nervous about my son hitting that mat in the upcoming week. Yeah, than his, I am his son is just starting wrestling as an eighth grader. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. It's tough. <laughs> Remember, B. Be patient. It's a difficult, difficult sport. It's a brutal sport. Especially to pick I, I, up so I late. I got that. I've heard that a lot. Hey, what I'm not going to be patient with, though, <laughs> Dakota I think I'm Rain? about to cut that four-letter network off. Why? What'd they do to you? All I'm going to say is the John Calipari, Holly Rowe thing. Uh, I think he was I don't think he meant anything by that. Was that inappropriate? Uh, no, no, it wasn't inappropriate. He didn't mean anything by it. And I'm kind of getting sick of this baloney. So I'm, I'm kind of had it. Like, you're really going to put this, you're going to sue this man for was it sexual assault or harassment, whatever it was? It's only for? Is that a real thing? So is that a real thing? Because I skimmed through that. I thought it was, I thought people were joking. That's not- I hope it's a I hope it's a joke. But for what I say, I'm I'm gonna keep on investigating, but I haven't seen anything to the contrary. And now I'm, I, I, I'm hoping it's not true because it's ridiculous. B, I like your <laughs> Cowboys tonight. Is that a jinx or a good thing? 
Hey, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Y'all just can say what y'all want. Just as long as everybody on uh, TV don't say Cowboys is going to win. <laughs> All right, my man. Thanks, enjoy Ryan. the day. I'm on. We, we nailed Jacksonville and we nailed the Giants. Can sure we did. go three for three? Hey, Gary Davenport will tell us next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back. Haven't even gotten to our poll question today, but it is relevant to our next topic. And we're hoping to get Gary Davenport on here soon, NFL analyst at Bleacher Report. But DB, here's the question. If Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, should the NFL do away with Mr. Irrelevant or rename it? What do you think? Um, I need a C. I just put those two in there. Can I get? Can I make up a C? Make a C. What do you see? Keep it what it is. I guess keep it the same. Yeah, keep it the same. Hey, how about this though? So if Purdy wins the Super Bowl, and by the way, which quarterback overcame the worst first half? <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence or Purdy? Or Brock Purdy. <laughs> Obviously, it was Lawrence with all the turnovers, but Purdy wasn't very sharp either. Wasn't very Purdy. No, and you know, that's. That's kind of him. Like I don't want people to forget at Iowa State he wasn't. Yeah, remember perfect. he was he was Brocktober. Right. It, like there he were had these his slow moments. there were these slow starts and then all of a sudden. But he did play as, typically unless it was Iowa. I think he played play, his best football when it mattered. Right. I think his plays a little overhyped though. I, people are buying too much into the Brock Purdy narrative and not remembering that hey there are some accuracy issues still. Yeah. He, there were some throws that he made that could have had receivers taken out and put on the sideline oh, because the, it well, wasn't up the sideline. It was more closer to where the safety's coming from and he got, he got lucky a lot. Oh, that's real. That's real. That 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 that's a real thing. And I they were debating on on one of the talking head shows uh yesterday. Actually, no, it was on the radio. On the radio. By the way, I'm not singing. I have no idea what you're trying to pull off on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's why my and, Nelson, that's and why he's he's great. He's like the perfect ambassador for Gretna. Like he is like the nicest person. That's in why America. my voice is a little. But I'm not. Today, I'm, not I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not from doing singing. From, not, from not, making some noise this week. Doing that, which we made a lot of noise at Baxter hey, Arena. But listen though, would you? They were debating whether you would move Trey Lance because you would have to make Purdy your starting quarterback if they won the Super Bowl. Oh, say can you see. But listen, doesn't it depend on how he plays, though? Like, if you're riding his right arm, okay, but if you're throwing 10-yard passes to Debo and he gives you, uh, uh, nah, <laughs> take it to the house, <laughs> that's different than throwing dimes like your boy Yashua right. Allen yesterday on the, did you see the ball that he threw the Davis I wanted to, I, I wanted them to Zadie give us Howard. the angle that Josh Allen sees TV made that throw although I take that back because Tony Romo let you know how difficult to throw that was but that time I actually was right. vibing 
Dude, he he threw that thing down a hallway, just tilted to his left, like literally down a hallway. And I'm thinking, that's just not fair. But that's why they fall in love with the right arm as opposed to running the football. Because I like Singletary. Right. I, I like uh, uh, Little Brother, Little Brother, Little Brother. I like Cook. Oh, okay. I, I like I like. So you the, meant Devin Singletary's literal little brother. No, uh, Dalvin's brother, Jane. It's Is it James? James Cook. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Jim, Devin's Jim, brother, <laughs> not Dalvin. <laughs> no, Cook has a little brother oh. that plays in Buffalo. Dalvin. Na- named Dalvin? Dalvin is in Minnesota. <laughs> His little brother plays in Buffalo. Madison? <laughs> Nobody can do that. Shane, what are we gonna do, man? Yeah, just. Uh, I didn't know they were related. <laughs> they look just alike. They think they, they look just alike. Anyway, it makes me think, and I know. See, people that have listened to me before, they're like, "Oh man, DB, you're just on Romo again." But. I, it was the first time in a long time. Usually, I'm just on him for, like, bad info. But yesterday, he, he made, it seemed like he was cheering for Buffalo. I couldn't believe it. I asked my buddy Bokes, and he happened to be at a sports bar, so he couldn't hear it. But I know, like, three or four diehard Dolphins fans. Coogler, my buddy Mike Boker. I got another butter buddy. I call him Little Wayne, Randy Push, right? So it's like, I'm like, is it just me? Or is it everything that Buffalo is doing? He literally said on a zone read, well, that's that's a keep there. I, I think the alien just forgot to give it. He, he forgot there. No, he didn't. He made a mistake. <laughs> he didn't forget. Like... You can't. He called him Jordan, and I, he's called him the alien before, so I'm kind of not over that. But it's I could I'm like, you're minimizing what Miami's doing. Like they have a rookie quarter, and they have Skylar Thompson keeping them in the game, and, and defensively, we're, and we're making this about Josh Allen. And defensively, they were great in the second half. Man, man. It, the, the weekend was amazing, and now, unfortunately, Drew Down, now I think I have to go back to not liking Herbert. Because remember I told you my dilemma with him. <laughs> I've been talking about this, oh, and then we just saw Chargers. it. I just feel like I, I want to like him. I do. He's talented. He doesn't win enough. But how his head coach still has a job today, I have no idea. Yeah. Holy cow. Brandon I'm, Staley, what are you listen, doing? Listen, off, off the dome, San Diego, the, San Diego, L.A. ran 29 offensive plays in the second half. Okay. 29. Yeah. How many of those were runs? If I'm guessing, I'm going to say. What's a 27-0 lead? Nine. Seven. Oh, I was close. 22 dropbacks. What are we doing? Threw the ball a lot. What? Too many times. Like, what are we doing? And it was successful in the first half, but that's also because you're up 27 nothing. When I said the line stinks, all the Herbert love, just two and a half. 
he's supposed Never to be the guy. Does that had Jacksonville winning that game written? Even all after over. watching Trevor Lawrence turn the ball over three times in the first quarter. You realize they went a minus five in turnovers. I mean, mm-hmm. just like what are we doing? And how does Austin Eckler not touch the ball? How many times did he get in? Twice? So I think he was targeted. Oh, man, I forgot the numbers. That's why I should write I meant even touchdown-wise. He scored twice, right? Dude, give him the ball in the second half. The reason that dude eats all the time, it's because you run the football with him. You moved on from Melvin Gordon years ago to give Austin Eckler those type of moments. Hey, and you know who literally had a meltdown? And he's a cold shot, primarily because he's a former coach. Man. Ryan was going bananas on set. He was talking about paying homage to older coaches and these young guys can't coach and they blow leads and he's breaking down four-minute offenses and he's comparing Staley to Jeff Saturday, which I thought was the ultimate death nail. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was – and, he, you know, he goes there. He, he absolutely goes there. You know, as a, as I, if, a, as if I'm the Chargers, I would have called Sean Payton yesterday. Or <laughs> I would have hired Sean Payton but yesterday. We talked about this. I think it was off air, though. Are you giving up a first-rounder? Um, in this case. <laughs> You're just worried about where Derek Carr is going to land. In this case, I would say yes to the Chargers because where they're at in the draft – that's okay to me because mm. if you get a coach that can mold Justin Herbert like he did a Drew Brees, this is a team that will win. You won't have those moments of inexperience. You won't have those moments where you leave Mike Williams in a game too long and he doesn't play the playoffs because of it. Dude, that fracture. You won't have those things. You'll have a smart coach that's did you hear, there Did you hear his that. presser, though, after explaining it? Want to get his guys in a rhythm? Mm-hmm. This was the kicker, though. Well, you only dress a certain amount of guys and. No, that was the coach. No, that's what I'm talking about, Staley. I know. You only dr- this was the kicker. The- and Dicker, the kicker. <laughs> hey, how about if he makes that field goal, though? Oh, man. Totally different game. It's like- how about Justin Herbert completing a pass on third and goal that was to a wide-open receiver, and he threw it 10 yards above his head? Yeah, I don't – that seemed like he did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't know why he would. But Shane – by the way, there's video footage of Shane throwing a ball 15 yards in a parking lot. So he, Shane could have made that Can pass. Can we pick that up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's on, it's on the phone. I was going to say, uh, just to go back to Romo real quick, I thought he did have a couple good analyzed, analyzed plays yesterday. Yeah, where he said they should have just analysis. thrown a little crossing route as opposed to trying mm-hmm. to get Tony a third 19. Tony known for saying the play before it happens. Now, not, not so much anymore now, though. Now, as, a, he took a as, as somebody that. that does analyzing, I, I assume that you probably need to have more than two you know, when you're when you're doing a game. Well, to, like, to start the second to start he, the second half, the the um, Dolphins went three and out, and he goes up. Oh, here comes the onslaught. Like he just no seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like those those are just things you don't hear a ton. Like during a a neutral broadcast. Like he's not Paul Allen or somebody with the <laughs> with the Vikings, which by the way is still one of the greatest non. We're still trying to find that call. So we can play it. It was unbelievable. (laughs) Can you imagine calling a play, DB? This is your West Side team. Yeah. State championship game, fourth down, all the marbles on the line, fourth down and eight. 
and you throw it three yards and hope that your guy breaks yeah, tackle. I'm just leaving my mom's, and it's on the radio in the car. And I'm like, he acted like, it, basically it was the equivalent of, on that fourth and eight incompletion, you know, something, something, they throw it three yards, and that would be the menace. My, like, deflection in my voice mm-hmm. is about how he said it. Just disappointment. Pure And he's usually pretty over. He could oh, be over yeah, the he, top, right? That's him in a nutshell. And I would have thought he would have blew up more. We got we to, Shane, we, we, we got to keep. It. Is efforting the word we're supposed to use in radio? <laughs> we got to effort. We got to effort more. Finding that. That clip, Shano. Hey, let's talk to Sam McEwen next. My favorite. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Hey, top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, 590 ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on YouTube, live on Twitter. Happy to have you with us on this fine Monday morning, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Hopefully you're enjoying your day off at home and listening to the show. And um, I I know one person isn't on a day off, and he's on the show with us right now. It's Sam McCormick. You and good morning, Sam. Good morning. Hey, no navigating school drop-offs, though. That's a bonus, right? Ooh, big bonus. Big bonus. Right. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, don't tell my daughter I told you this, but one day last week we had to take the son to orchestra and the, and drop the daughter off roughly the same time, and the daughter might have been tardy for that first first period by a few minutes. Oh, they go to different schools, so, you know. Yeah, I get it. There's a little year. bit of a navigation. Uh, believe me, I get it. I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, two of my kiddos, their school is only about three minutes apart, so that that definitely helps. Let, let me ask you something real quick before we get to the Huskers because you're, you guys are both, you and Andrew, and that Josh Fields – you're, you're playing in that you're playing in that fields just Justin. Justin Fields world. I say Josh, the other not good quarterback, his younger brother. So if because I heard this with Purdy about if he makes a run to the Super Bowl, all of a sudden Lance is on the market. the The Bears brass says, "Hey, we'd have to be wowed by a quarterback to make a move." At what point would you move off of a rookie quarterback contract? To, to to grab another one, Sam? Well, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I think you would have to go through... Um, if you're talking the Bears, you'd have to assess that... Uh, well, you thought Bryce Young was that much better. Um, I guess C.J. Stroud still hasn't made a decision, so I guess he'll, he'll announce that today. 
Um, but I don't think Stroud is much, if any, better than Fields. Uh, so, you know, um, you'd have to decide that Bryce Young was a lot better. In San Francisco's case, they're they're in an interesting situation because, you know, I, I can certainly see a circumstance in which Trey Lance is, is the best of those three players because of what he can give you with his feet. Uh, but in, they're clearly good enough to win the Super Bowl right now, and they might. Mm. Uh, you know, I, in fact, I'm gonna I, I would pick them to play in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I I think that's I think there's a good chance of that happening, and and uh, so you know they don't have to they don't have to play Trey. They they can move him to somewhere else. Uh, certainly the you know the Houston Texans may be interested. There's there's just a lot of things that you could potentially do. But Brock, the teams will catch up to Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they will, and so they're gonna. You know, that's the assessment the Forty Nineers have to make. I think Justin Fields will be the Bears' quarterback. I I just don't know that Bryce Young, even though I think he's a better player, if he's a fit for for what the Bears are doing, if the Bears don't have a dome, and I don't think they're gonna have a dome anytime soon. So, uh, like the next four or five years. So. Uh, Fields is probably the best way to go. Hey, as we look the direction of the Huskers now and all the news that happened over the weekend, uh, the one that stuck out most was Walter Rouse decommitting or uncommitting, I believe is the grammatical way to say that. And uh, the portal giveth, the portal taketh kind of kind of thing. Yeah. What did you right. make of Walter Rouse saying bye-bye as quickly as he said hello? Not much. Uh, I think he just had a good old-fashioned flip and that's too bad for nebraska um this one thing i will say is that he wasn't probably going to be well he wasn't going to be in spring camp it was going to be one of these hey we'll see we'll see in the summer and and he may very well be a very good player uh for for oklahoma in fact i expect he will one of the things i wrote when i wrote the three takes uh about him committing is i'm i was like very rarely does Nebraska beat Oklahoma and Iowa for an offensive lineman. Mm. Very hard to beat Oklahoma. Uh, it's very hard. Um, they win more. Uh, you know, they they don't. Oklahoma doesn't care about much more than winning. So, I'm sure the NIL money was competitive, and their coach, you know, their their head coach can talk a real game. You know, he. I don't know how it's going to go there for them. In fact, I'm skeptical, and I've said that. Like, they're either going to be really good or they're not. But, you know, their, their head coach can, 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 can recruit. He, he can talk people into a lot of things. So I don't know how things are going to go there. I don't know if the coaches, the head coach's words match up with his actions during the week. That's probably the thing we're going to find out about Brent Venables. Um, and I think that is true of that rule. I don't know if it's true of Venables. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but uh, – but it's hard to beat Oklahoma. It's very hard to beat Oklahoma for any recruit that Oklahoma wants. And it hasn't happened very many times at Nebraska that they've beaten Oklahoma. Um, it's, it's always been challenging. You can go all the way, you can go back 40 years. Turner Gill was one of the few they won, and Leotis Flowers was another. But there haven't been that many along the way. Uh, and there's a reason for that. And so, you know, I, I wasn't stunned that he flipped Oklahoma. Sam, when you're taking a look at kind of the direction you, we now have a pretty good picture that we think Nebraska is moving um, whether they have uh, you know the staff is in place we see what he's trying to do with a couple of extra hires 
or additional hires uh, and how the fiscal spending is going. Are you are you intrigued? Are you impressed? Like it seems like there's a clear cut plan on how to divvy up the monies. Like, or are you like what's your takeaway from the from like the fiscal spending? I'm a little, you know, like we'll probably never get an explanation on these things, but I, I don't quite understand the disparity in some of the salaries. There must be a reason for that that I'm not entirely aware of. Uh, but you know, it's it's rare for a running back coach to make two hundred eighty five thousand um, dollars. So you know, at this level, usually they make more than that. But um, they, you know, I'm sure Rule has an understanding of what he wants to do and. Uh, the coordinator, the offensive coordinator, is getting paid a lot. You know, some of that I assume is based on what he was making in South Carolina, and I think some of it's based on the responsibility that he's been given. Out of the 15 coordinators in the Big Ten uh, who make one, uh, I think 1.4 million at least. That uh, only four are offensive coordinators. So, a it tells you a lot about um, the league has a lot of offensive head coaches, which is true. But B, it, it tells you something about, um, you know, uh, the nature of of the position uh, as a defensive coordinator. And the, oftentimes you're just running the whole defense. And maybe Satterfield's going to run the entire offense. He's also going to coach the quarterbacks. Um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the diamonds and all that and, and, you know, the development and all that stuff in recruiting. The one position where I'm like, you should get the very best player you can is a quarterback. Mm. And we're going to find out um, how good of a quarterback recruiter uh, Satterfield is because that position isn't going to be really recruited by other people. He's the one that's going to have to sell the quarterbacks on coming to Nebraska. He's the one that's going to have to develop them. So that's a big job. And if you combine what uh, Troy Walters was making – with what Mario Verduzco was making a couple of years ago, I think you would find that it was over a million. And so Satterfield's got a big job, and, and, and he's, getting, he's getting compensated appropriately. We're speaking with Sam McEwen at SW McEwen, OWH on Twitter, sports editor and Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. Sam, you, stay right there. Because as, as you bring up those points about Satterfield, and even if we look back on what happened Friday, day one of the 2023 contact period, Rule was right where Husker Nation would want him to be. And it seems mm-hmm. nothing scares this guy. Well, except for maybe ping pong battles against Maverick Noonan's mom. <laughs> um, but sure. outside of that, uh, if you didn't believe Rule was a shoot-his-shot type of guy. How about now when he was uh, out recruiting Rayola right away? Right. I think we knew you'd do that, and you have to. Uh, I think you have to show how important it is from the jump. Um, I do think Nebraska will have an opportunity. Uh, you're going to see, I think, a lot of stories about about his recruitment, and, and obviously I'm sure there's a logical – connection or relationship to going to Georgia and, and trying to continue what's going on there. Uh, my rewind today, I kind of unpacked it. Uh, out of the 22 five-stars, according to 247 Sports Composite, over the last seven classes, the majority of those guys go to a handful of schools. Um, Georgia, I think, got two of them. Alabama got three. Clemson got four. A lot of times these guys transfer. They don't stick around, because, including Justin Fields because they're not going to play. 
you mm-hmm. know. And so I think that's something that any five star needs to take into account. Um, at the same, in the same token, a five star quarterback goes to these schools and they're throwing to awfully good receivers right away. And I think one of the things that C.J. Stroud, if he decides to go to the NFL, he's going to have to run the ball just like Justin Fields is because C.J. is playing with the best group of receivers in college football. He will be playing with one of the worst group of receivers in the NFL, and that's part of why when Justin Fields got to the NFL, he wasn't throwing it very much because the Bears aren't very good. And so one of the great things, one of the things that quarterbacks like is they go to one of these schools and they got great receivers all over the place. It makes it easier for them. Uh, they got a good offensive line. It makes it easier for them. Uh, some of these other teams don't have as many good receivers or linemen, and so the quarterbacks themselves uh, maybe aren't quite as good as they could have been. That's why quarterback evaluation uh, NFL to college is really hard because you, you, you have a tendency to discount the players around, um, you know, around the guys. And, and Brock Purdy's playing awfully darn well. Well, Brock Purdy... He has one of the best offensive lines in, in the NFL, and he has one of the best group of skill players in the NFL. Anybody'd look good with all those players around. Uh, so a lot of times it's the surrounding cast, and that's something Dylan Rayla will have to think about is what kind of surrounding cast can he have at Nebraska that's good enough to make him want to go there. Let me stay on the recruiting front just here real quick before we get off here, Sam. A couple of schools, obviously Minnesota here, uh, Friday, you know, Nebraska in town, which, by the way, you know, Coach White could have been in California, right? But some things happen. He decides to make the most of it. He's at a couple of schools. He goes to watch wrestling, Metro, never done that before. Uh, you're going to get a couple more schools, Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin could be in town uh, this week. When you look at the recruiting prowess in the Big Ten, Relative to the talent coming out of Nebraska the next year or two, maybe three for some if you're going that deep, is there a school that is on the on your radar right now that you're keeping an eye on that you think could make a move in state? Well, you know that's that's a really good question. I think I think Kansas State, obviously coming yeah. off a Big Twelve title, has an opportunity to to make inroads here. Uh, that's probably one that I would look at. Um, Especially you know, with climbing and, and Connor Riley being so highly respected here, right? Yeah, and you know they play an, they run an offense that I think people like. It's a little bit of power. It's a little bit of spread. Um, it's probably the best of what you know, similar to what Bill Snyder was doing later in his tenure. And so you know, I think that's probably appealing to people. Um, Iowa's always going to have a foot in the door. I mean, you know, they Iowa's likes to recruit Nebraska and is able to get players out of here that that uh that that then become very productive over there they uh so that that'll be one to watch uh we'll, with Minnesota we'll see you know i mean Minnesota uh just offered uh, uh the kid from Bellevue West McMorris on on Friday and and you you know you got to want to go play for PJ Fleck uh, i mean so so much of it i think is bound up in do you want to to play for him or don't you because he's kind of, you know, he's a big part of that program. So, um, so yeah, I'd say Kansas State's the one to watch. And then, you know, you just uh, – Dan Lanning at Oregon has not paid a lot of attention to Nebraska so far. Um, I know they've got a couple of players out there from mm-hmm. Nebraska. He recruited a lot of Texas in his first cycle. 
I don't know if his if he'll move his gaze upward to Kansas City and Omaha more. That's where he's from. He's from North Kansas City, so you always you always out of the corner of your eye think Oregon. Um, but I but you know maybe he's wondering if the two players from Nebraska at Oregon are are going to make going to make a move here in the off season. Um, but I could always see Oregon pressing it harder. Sam, as we uh, switch gears here quickly to basketball, because I wanted to get your take on uh, Nebraska's fight against Purdue and the loss of uh, Sam Griesel in that one and uh, just the adversity that Nebraska had to overcome in that game. Did you – I know that it was a, a big point spread difference, and I, I don't want to really hone in on that, but did you notice, notice any good things in that matchup that they can really take away? Um, not really, no. And I'm not trying to be negative. Right. I'm, I'm not. Derek Walker was good before that game. He'll be good again. Uh, you know, Casey made a couple of plays. He's done that already this season. There wasn't any, you know, I, you know, uh, Jamarcus Lawrence made a shot. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. So no. Um, I think each game that Nebraska plays is is a little bit like its own meal, and they have to get off to a good start. They have to they have to kind of play just so to beat any team that's better than they are, and that team has to miss shots. And Nebraska has a strategy. I like what they did against Purdue. Foster, Foster Lawyer made shots. Mm. They're going to do same thing against Zed Key in Ohio State. You know they'll double down. They'll double him. They're not going to get beat in the paint, and they're going to force Ohio State, who, by the way, is a good three-point shooting team, to make threes. Um, and maybe Ohio State will, and maybe they won't. So I'm not, I, I don't take anything negative from that game either, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't have any you know, negative thoughts about, about that contest. Um, you know, I think it was probably a smart pro move to not play Sam. I'm not saying that if it was a game to go to the NCAA tournament or not, I think Sam probably would have played. I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think it's, it's wise to be thoughtful with managing your roster when you're going to play the number three team in the country and you're probably not going to win. And uh, so, you know, no, I, I, I think that the next game coming up is really big. I think they can beat Ohio state. And then Hoiberg's teams have had a history of beating Penn state. Penn State can really shoot the three, so you better you better have some sort of strategy to resolve that. But they've got a puncher's chance against Penn State, and then they play Northwestern. Winning two of the next three is possible, and they have to find a way to do it. Um, I think that would be the way I would frame it. And each game is its own story. They this isn't a team that you know is on a trajectory. They're just mostly they're just trying to survive game in game out. Uh, Sam, uh, talk to your your former colleague. Uh... Brian Christofferson last week, I asked him a question I'll ask you, and I, he, he's done a really good job, I think, of, of kind of breaking this thing down step-by-step step with Xavier Betts over at 24-7. And I, did you, do you give it the eye roll, the shrug? Are you intrigued? Are you confident? Right? It's like, here we go again. We've kind of been down this road. What was your initial reaction with all the rumblings and now it's seemingly official? Well, I, I, think, I think a lot of work has been done, um, probably by both sides. I don't know that Nebraska was initially pursuing Beth when he went into the portal, but I think there's been a lot of conversations and those things have changed. And, C- correct. 
you know, I think it's, I think it's just really, it's really smart to, to, to just be patient and temper expectations. Like I, I think there's a sense of, this is an enormously talented player. Like it, it's, it's just no question about his talent. Um, you know, Nebraska hasn't had very many players as talented as Xavier. Uh, just effortless, you know, effortless speed, running ability, fluidity, all that stuff. So um, it's not a question of that. I think it's a question of, uh, you know, he walked away for a year. I think he was burned out on the sport uh, and maybe thinking about what he wanted to do. And I actually think Garrett McGuire will be a good fit for him. I think it'll be a better fit than Mickey Joseph. And, and that's not to knock Mickey at all. I just think Mickey is a, is, is a my way or a highway kind of guy, tough love kind of guy. Um, you're either going to love it or you're not. And I think Garrett being closer to the age of the receivers will have an understanding of where those kids are and the kind of kids they are. And I, and I think it's probably going to resonate more with bets. Now that's just a prediction that may not happen. Um, but you know, I, I, I think, I think he has a ton of ability and maybe figuring out how he learns best and, and trying to incorporate that into the teaching will be something, uh, something to watch as well. Um, I think I actually, I like Xavier a lot. I think he's an honest guy. I think mm. he's a smart guy. Um, and, and, and I don't know that it was the worst thing for him to trust his instinct and not play last year. Uh, I don't know if, if I wouldn't say he probably had a good year away from the sport, but what I would say is, that it may have really driven him to a point where he just didn't want to do it in, anymore. So if he's rekindled that love for it under a new coaching staff that I think is very different from the last one, I think it could be a really good thing. Man, what a one-two punch. He and Marcus Washington could be on the football field too, not to mention yeah. that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about this, and it, you may not be the right person to ask. Maybe it's DB. Maybe it's not DB. But, I, you know, I'm just curious about you mentioned the progress that he had to probably make mentally taking the year off. How much progress, like – was there or like what what he really did how he matured on his own do you know like any sort of thing in regard to that light of how how good that actually was for him as a person i really don't know you know xavier has uh, not given given me any interviews or any of our writers either so no i i mean again what i would say is the times that i've talked to him um even you know once after he kind of left the team i i I, I'm a, I appreciate his honesty and and I his intelligence. Like I I you know again I I think it's hard you know it's it's it can be very hard today uh, to to be to be a young person because um, we, we live in an age where you probably have a little bit more freedom than you used to. Mm-hmm. You go back 30 years and you just did what you, kind of what you were told, and uh, now you get a little bit more freedom and that can be a little bit dangerous and it can be challenging. On the same time, you can actually figure a few things out for yourself and it can be a good thing in the long run. Sam, I think you're spot on. I, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that, man. Let me get you out of here on 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 this one. If you're looking at – jump back to basketball real quick, and, and obviously Ohio State got shocked at home against Minnesota. Uh, Coach Hoiberg has made a ton of progress, kind of playing with a half deck at times. Is there a way that you expect this next month to look to give you an inkling on the trajectory of Nebraska, or is this kind of encapsulated in this little stretch for the program and nothing more? Oh, I think the next month is enormously important for 
for his tenure. Mm. Um, how, how, how are they going to do it? Well, I mean, you know, I, you can't just go winless. I mean, yeah. you got to win. Yeah, you got to win some games. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they're going to have to figure out how to do that with Juwan Gary probably. And there, I think a lot is going to be asked of Denim Dawson and Wilhelm Breidenbach and Jamarcus Lawrence. One of them's got to step up. Uh, and there's the one thing Fred can't control is is he can't control whether Bandamel or Grizzle are going to make shots. That's that's up to them. Um, and he can't, you know, he can't bench anybody for not making shots. He doesn't have the freedom to do it. So mm. I'm sure it's more, you know, stunning to him that. Vandemel's under 30%, and uh, Griezel's over 30, but he doesn't take many threes. Probably stunning to him that they're, you know, 300 and whatever and free throw shooting. You know, those are things he can't control. But what he can't control is putting guys on the floor who are young and ready to contribute and might be on an upward trajectory as players. And they've got to find a way to win two or three in the next month. It's important. Sam, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We'll Always talk again next week. Sam. Take care. Thanks, Sam. And that's Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Again, toss him a follow on Twitter. That is at SW McEwen, O-W-H. When we come back, there's something else that I want to bring up to you. And it was something that Sam said, and I think we can really expand on that point of the conversation. I I don't want to tease anything more. I I enjoy my Mondays with Sam. He's one of my As you said, therapeutic. One of my favorites. Therapeutic. We'll talk more next on Coffee and Cream here on Hale Varsity Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. We catch that football, so here it is. Here it is. Biggest play in the season right here, right? Well, it's the entire season. Fourth and eight from the Vikings, 48. If they don't get a first down, the New York Giants win the game. Cousins takes the snap. Thibodeau blitzes. Hurt. Throws right. Caught Hawkinson shy of the first down, and he stopped at the Giants 49. And uh, the New York Giants are heading to Philadelphia for the divisional round of the postseason, having beaten the Minnesota Vikings 31-24. I mean, that whole operation there, Hawkinson, like 235 yards in two games against the Giants. But uh, that whole operation there, man, that, I mean, that was just super short. Yeah, it was. I mean, we, and we caught a break as Slayton drops a, what should have been a first down. What a call there by Paul Allen and the rest of the Minnesota Vikings radio team. Man. <laughs> Not too shabby. He was in it. <laughs> he was having some fun. Fourth down and eight. Short pass to TJ Hawkins. And they set the whole thing up. Like, he said it's, it's their season right here. And then he's like, yeah, yeah that was cool. Came I, and went. The fans were, like, if you heard the – like the crowd noise in the background, it was consistent. It what? It didn't peak. It didn't go below the line. It just rested right at that point, like a fourth down play should. If it matters any, they still have one of the greatest 
where they do the drum and the clap yeah. and they're like skull like mm-hmm. that's still one of the sweetest things in professional sports yeah it's a good thing that we don't get to hear that anymore this season wow you Says know, the Bears Paul fan, Allen, I forget. He, That's he right. booked his ticket to Cabo as quickly as TJ Hawkinson got pushed back. Like, he, he hey, what did you ask purchase. me this morning before the show started? You're like, I don't get it. Like, did they think Hawkinson was like oh, going to break said, a tackle? Yeah, or? I said you were lying on him to break a tackle on fourth down, throw it three yards, and you're like, hey, guys, here's the play call. Get this. Hear me out. We're going to throw it short to Hawkinson. And, you know, because he had that great game against the Giants earlier, He'll break the tackle and run for the first down. It's 6.45 a.m., man. I I wasn't ready to think that deep. How about we just throw it to the first down marker and then try to break a tackle? Man. And unfortunately, at least for me, when it came to that game, the two teams that I I would like to have seen at least – go a little bit of a distance we're playing each other in that game so yeah well, and the Vikings. well you got one to go further and, yeah and they were long shots but both uh the proverbial dark horses one in each conference mm-hmm. gonzo strip them I, I had the vikings in the nfc as a dark horse and the Chargers. now they were super dark because most people didn't think they were gonna win their first round game but hey they were long shots. Yeah, you know, I just I can't I can't stand behind that call by Kevin O'Connell. I think um, he should relinquish some of his control over play calling duties moving forward. Do you think Dorsey's helping out Allen? Not at all. Although, according to Tony Romo, neither one of those first two picks were Allen's fault. So he probably well, puts it on Dorsey. Well, the one that too. hit the chest of Cole Beasley and bounced off. Like, I, I don't want to knock him too much. But even still, remember, guys, Josh Allen isn't the most accurate quarterback. Alien. Allenanian, whatever he calls him. <laughs> I don't know. You know what's interesting about Dorsey wanting to get vertical in the passing game all the time? It's almost like... It's not the opposite of what he did at Miami because he wasn't, like, known for super great arm strength. But they're, like, polar opposite quarterbacks, like when Dorsey played versus Josh Allen. So that Mm -hmm. marriage is is very interesting. Man, speaking of Miami, that delay a game that happened on 4-1. So real time, uh, this is just me being dumb, but, like, so real time, just on, tw- you know, I was holding my phone and I'm scrolling and I go, I'm looking at the clock. Uh-huh. I'm like, delay a game? Question mark? And then it happened mm-hmm. and I, my tweet a minute or a sec, you know, a couple seconds later was, yep. Well, yeah, <laughs> I saw your yep tweet because I was like, oh man, I thought. Because I'm just, I'm just watching it real time. I'm like, what are they waiting on? That's and what I, I knew said. they didn't have any timeouts. I'm on my couch and I'm like, guys, there's 15 seconds on the play clock uh, and you're still changing. So you're I'm still like, substituting. And I, and I just, it was kind of rhetorical. And then you go into the presser saying that you thought you had the first down. Like, come Here, on. Here's the thing. Though. Come on. Guys. Here's the thing. Who's, who's telling you in your headset that, hey, we got the first down? Even if you've got a rook, right? Young quarterback, whatever. How many different plays are you running on fourth down? No, none. You're running two plays on fourth down. Although, don't tell that to Jacksonville because that little Packer sweep they ran yeah, with that, ATN. Well, Doug Peterson runs 17 plays on fourth down. Uh, but most fourth down that, plays. That thing was pretty sweet. Most fourth down <laughs> plays are, hey, we're either going to sneak it or we're going to do a little short handoff. And the cl- it just kept just going and going. And I was like, delay game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Wow. And then you put Skylar Thompson in the position of having to throw six yards now. And, and Gusecki still should have caught that ball. He should have. Good defense. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a play. When you have a when you have a you know, your backup quarterback, or in their case, their third string quarterback, everybody else has got to up their game. And there were a couple of balls yesterday in the in the last three or four series of that game that I thought Miami, everybody not named Tyreek Hill, and Waddle had the tough one on the the sidelines. But like you got to help your QB out too in that one. Like I, I and Gasecki's capable. I mean, he's made some circus catches. I, I think he's a stud. But Did the Bills just try and give that game away? It's just weird play calling. I mean, with the drop passes, the timeout, the the weird play Speaking calling. Speaking of timeout and the challenge, the you think, letting Miami come back. Think Mike McDaniel wants one of those back? <laughs> you would think. Man, and you just had the sense. I don't know if you felt like that at thirty four twenty four. At thirty four twenty four, like, did I think that wasting a couple timeouts was going to cost him? I don't think so, but did, probably. It did can't. you think Mike McDaniel looked like when when you watched him do his presser? Didn't it look like he just got done finishing bawling his eyes out? I mean, he's like he emotional. Was, I love I love Mike he McDaniel. He was standing there behind I, his I like glasses. The, I like the fact he's different. Red eye. I, I think, yeah, and I think he's emotional. And plus, only those guys in that locker room and that staff know just how hard the, down, the last month was for that football team. I mean, nothing went their way. You're under scrutiny. You've got one of your quarterback may not play again. Like I, I think they they were besieged by injuries. I just think that team had kind of been through the ringer emotionally together, and so I think the culmination of that like weighs on him. And you watch him like his little clips. I'm usually always tweeting out something, or it's being sent to me because I, like I said, I got I forgot I got another Dolphins fan, Lance um, Balk Dog, and Lincoln's a big Dolphins fan. I like Mike McDaniel. I like his vibe. I like his his pressers. I, it probably just he's hit him. He's got charisma. It probably just hit him. You know, he's, plus he's not – some of those guys are older than him. You know, I would, <laughs> you also, know? I would also venture to think, too, if we furthered this, this point, that because they weren't predicted to win, because he didn't have his best quarterback on the football field at the time mm-hmm. that could have given them a chance to win that football game – they got so close, so he wanted it even more. Yeah. And he's just a young guy, too. My man was born in 83. Do you know when I was born? It's like Dan Marino's big-time year. Marino's on the sidelines, right? He's cheering on the Dolphins. And Mike was like, man, when you were putting up prolific, unheard-of numbers, man, I was fresh out in the womb. Aurora, <laughs> I Colorado's just opened finest. my eyes. <laughs> what were you going to ask me that Sam brought up? Oh, and we'll continue the conversation, too. It was in regards. Yeah, now we're up against Shane. We're always up against time. Fix the clock, man. <laughs> it, <laughs> he had mentioned what kind of supporting cast it would take or what would need to be in place to get a guy like Dylan Rayola. And when he said that, I actually thought the latter. I thought if you get a guy like Dylan Rayola, you could get what kind studs. of supporting class you could build around yeah. him. But he would have to be the spearhead of that build. You don't just get five stars into your program unless they're legacies, right? I mean, and, and we've seen a couple of legacies come through Nebraska in the last 15, 20 years. Uh, but, and, and they've been impact players. Like they're good. They're really good players, but you don't get a quarterback, a five-star quarterback just out of nowhere. You, you have to have some type of 
program that w- built that wins. Well, right? there's only a handful every year. And anyway, there's only right? a handful. So if you can grab him as a legacy and you can build around him, because once you get one five-star, especially at the quarterback position, you could get seven, right? If, if That's probably a little high, but I get the point, right? I mean, whether it's guys that he's camped with, guys that he's seen on the recruiting mm-hmm. circuit, He's probably, you know, because recruits develop relationships with other recruits because you see them in other places. He probably could text a couple guys. And that, that's kind of what I'm getting at here is I don't think it starts with building the supporting cast. I think it starts getting somebody in that high-profile position, which is quarterback, and seeing what you can do from there. You know the easiest place to, if you want to build it up, to get some build and they will come? It's building it through the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Because if that offensive line is solid, that's attractive to QBs, then I think you can get the skill. So if I had to pick one of the three the, to, that I would try to do, I'd build the inside, then try to get the five-star, then get the receivers. We'll keep the conversation going next. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, kind of like Tyler Huntley collided with the Bengals' defensive line oh my on what was it, third and goal, fourth and goal? Can't remember anymore. It's so long ago. But just like he collided with them, if you have a collision in your life, you need to go to Dingman's Collisions Center. Dingman's is your spot to go. He's on top of it. Jumping at the bit, man. Uh, When it comes to auto repair, anything you need, anything that happens to your car, you go to Dingman's because they are locally owned and we support local. And and that's what I want to – you know, put on you too. Support the local ones. They have been in the business for over 25 years in Omaha. Family owned, family run. Did I say they were local? I think so. They invest in the latest technology. If you get into a car accident like that, they may be able to enhance your vehicle with some of the new things. Works on all makes and models from Fords to Teslas. They have locations all across the area here in the metro, four of them to be exact. The standalone shop on 120th and Maple. They are best of Omaha for 18 years running. You don't just get that reward or award. You know, it's, you know, it's funny because uh, over 25 years, I, when I first went to them, they only had the one uh, shop off of Saddle Creek. And it, I told you it was my Mazda 626, mm-hmm. which I don't even think they make anymore. I think we looked it up. You could probably find one, but so rarity. It was, you know, I was, that was the Carolina kind of Washington stint, so late 90s. Do you know why they had to fix the Mazda? Your boy, that would be me, stopped at a gas station on... Please tell me you put diesel in instead of... Six, 
72nd and Grover. It's different now. It's they have the cases across the street. That gas station isn't even there right now. Uh, and I ran inside, left my car running. It's like nine nine o'clock at night because I lived right across the street. And it's the only time I lived south of of Maple. I was lived in Fox Run Apartments. Left my car running. Came back out. Thought I. I misremembered where I parked it. I'm like, dang, was that a gas pump? <laughs> Did I put it on the side of the gas station? No, nope. stolen. It was stolen. <laughs> I mean, bam, just like that. Oh. And and when you got the vehicle back, what did it look like? It wasn't terrible. It was the front right end. They had ran into something. But do you know where I found it? At Dingman's? Across the street from from Thomas Jefferson High School in Council Bluffs. No way. How yeah. did you find it? The very next day. Well, I had filed a police report. Oh, okay. And they're like, hey, I think we found your vehicle. The Mazda Capella, also known as the 626 in North America and Southeast Asia, is Mine was a size car. That was manufactured by Mazda from 1970 to 2002. Yeah. 32 years that car was made. Wow. Yeah. A little silver Mazda 626. And I yeah. bet they could still fix it. I bet Dingman's could still fix that car. Yeah, they could fix it. If anything. somebody had that, they could Isn't that it. weird, though? Like, I was so embarrassed. And insurance didn't. Wait, I, had a, I can't remember the exact story. But there was a snafu because what was the hang-up with my insurance? You asking me? Yeah. Because I did what? Because you had it, you left the car running. Yes. They culpability was an yeah. issue. So <laughs> I, why didn't you say like, oh, I, I got mugged and they took my keys? Like, I don't you know, know if you, because if you, if you pop your tire on the curb, normally insurance won't cover that. But if you said, hey, I hit a pothole, like then they're like, oh, Shano, okay, does that work? That. Oh yeah. Shano it had a pot. sounds like a huge waste of time. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you never know, man. That's back before I think See No Evil. Do you watch the ID channel? No. Everything's always on video on this show. See No Evil. Like, they use cameras to, like, catch killers. It's just part of the deal. Or people that have committed crimes. And I don't know. I just don't think you get in the habit of lying to police. <laughs> like, why didn't I just say I was mugged? I no, wasn't no, no. mugged. I'm not, I'm not saying you lied to the police. I'm saying, you know, you changed oh, the, the story up for insurance. Yeah, that was a doozy. <laughs> well, anyway, if you misplace your car like DB. Three locations later, <laughs> go to they, they're all over Center, the city. Dingmans.com for all things auto repair. Uh, did, Dude, I, I got stories, man. I'm I, did they ever catch the it. person? Uh, it was two kids. Two kids. How old? I don't know. They were teens. Man, speaking of kids, and this is, we're, we're going to go a little heavy here for don't, a second. Don't have any. So they took um, your car from originally where? I guess gas station on, on Grover. Here. All the way over to Council Bluffs, and then they, what did they do? Did they just walk back? I mean, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm they saying? They left it by the high school, and, and remember, that gas station is right by the interstate. Yeah. So I assume it's just easy to hmm. head e- get on the interstate and head mm-hmm. east. Right across the street from... Counts the Bluffs, Thomas Jefferson. Were they TJ kids? Oh, I have no. I didn't like get into it like that. I was too worried about. I was so worried about how I was going to pay for it. I'm like, do you guys realize my signing bonus as a free agent was like four thousand dollars? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> wasn't a lot. <laughs> Trying to make teams, right. man. I can't be spending money I'm on cars. You. I'm with you. No, I was going to say though. Um, did you guys see the devastating news? Two things that happened yesterday. 
Mm, I know where you're going with this, I think. First one, uh, Georgia football player Devin Willick. Man. uh, Or Willock, excuse me, and recruiting staff member Chandler LaCroix were killed in a car wreck after the Bulldogs celebrated their national championship parade. Um, Willock, he played all 15 games for the Bulldogs this past season. Uh, He had victories against Tennessee and Kentucky. LaCroix, she had worked as a recruiting analyst at Georgia since May of 2021. Um, There were two others in the vehicle. One suffered minor injuries. The other suffered serious injuries. Um, But, oh, just how how my stomach feels even just reading that again. Mm. Hearing it all day. um, Just remember. Yeah, truly truly here today, gone tomorrow. How – how precious life is, yeah, right? Right. right? And, you know, keep, keep their families in your thoughts and prayers. But the other thing I was going to mention is Alabama men's basketball player Darius Miles. Unbelievable. And another man, Michael Lynn Davis, charged with capital murder in connection with a shooting that killed a 23-year-old woman, her name Jamea Harris. I saw that report come across out of nowhere on my, on my phone alerts. And just thought, you know, I probably said an, an expletive after, like, holy expletive. But what, what is going on? What are you thinking? Mm. You get dis- – he's dismissed from the team, uh, the, uh, of course, uh, a statement on Sunday. The university said he's no longer with the team. Um, but this, this is what the police captain had said. It appears at this time that the shooting was the result of a minor, a minor argument – Minor that occurred between the victims and suspects after they encountered each other along the strip. Yeah. A minor argument. Not, uh, I would assume a major argument is a lot of screaming and yelling, maybe some bows and punches thrown. And so far, right, I know it's current, but at last night or yesterday, they hadn't said who pulled the trigger yet. Right. right. Okay. But the reason it's capital murder is because shots were fired into, into a vehicle. A, right. Which, is that because, like, it's such a short, like, it's not, like, from distance, it's from, like, close uh, range? Or, it, like, in, it, in, in tent, you're not in imminent danger. Like, you're trying, you're going out of your way with excessive right. force. Okay. And it's haphazard. Right? Like. I mean, I, both of these things just. Same thing that happened in the UFC fighter. In the major headlines, mixed in with NFL things and, you know, college basketball. And I'm reading these things, and I just couldn't believe it. Could not believe that something like this could happen on, on both ends of the spectrum. Nearly around the same, around the same time. Pretty, pretty crazy. Mm. Um, we'll get into a lot more conversation on Morning Dump today. You can go over to Herd at Sports to listen to that. But going back to our poll question of today to, to kind of come full circle with how we start the show and, and how we end, even though he started the show all over the place today. But like I said... It's the weekend. We get into a lot of things, and we hope you had fun with us along the way. But the poll question of the day, which I never end up retweeting on my own page, and it always gets me in trouble. <laughs> you get I distracted. There, dude. I, get to, I start it's, there. O- it's okay. Uh, was if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, should the NFL do away with Mr. Irrelevant or rename it? 
66.7% uh, of the audience said rename it. 33.3% said do away. And I uh, missed the mark, according to DB, by not putting keep it. No, I said what I would have said. Right, but, that's it. but, but I missed the mark because that was a great point. I don't I know. I should have said keep it the same. Listen, don't get in the habit of doing something – just because I said no, I, I, think it's I, good, I, 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 I need take. I need balance. It, it was a good <laughs> right? take, and like, I'm going to credit you I, for I, your takes. I need somebody to give me provide me with some balance. You know, in fact, I would never pawn off your words as my own ever. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> that is so childish. <laughs> uh, I I just never, I I just I just float ideas, and sometimes people mm -hmm. take it and run with it and call it their own. You no, know, uh, I'm there, not mad. There's plenty that we'll still get to the rest of the weekend. I mean, we, we talked a little Nebraska men's basketball with Sam McEwen. We can touch more on that. Creighton women win again. Uh, the Nebraska women's basketball team is how about the, in the how heap about, of Big Ten play. I think I saw Matty DeMarinas tweet this from White and Blue Review. He's like the net king. So I think respectively, they're both 24th in net rankings and second and third in terms of strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like playing 100% on, right. and I so and I get that with Flan because that happens to him a lot because they schedule their non-con. We talked about this on the show. Such competitive teams in the area, right? Yes. And and mm -hmm. you look at it kind of on paper, and you're like, oh, this will be kind of a gimme. You know, those programs are really really good because he has such good relationships with those coaches. So the non-con for them is tough. And we knew Creighton's this year was a grind because of the two tournaments they played in. And very few off days in between, but second and third, respectively, in their strength of schedules. Right. We'll talk C.J. Stroud and him yet to declare for the NFL draft. And if he does come back out of nowhere, what that means for the Big Ten next year. And uh, maybe the NFL draft this yeah, year. who's the best quarterback coming back? Mm -hmm. All that and more on Morning Dump, but thanks for joining us on the show. We'll see you tomorrow.